This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. Environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, is an area of such interest for retail investors these days. But because it's a relatively new area of investment focus. And because the area is constantly evolving, it can be challenging to get a handle on the outlook for ESG investing. We're going to tell you what you need to know in this episode, which is brought to you by Fidelity International. Our guest is Victoria Mio, Director for Asian Equities at Fidelity International. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Thank you, Chris. I'm glad to be here. Now, ESG has attracted more attention than ever in Singapore with the Singapore Green Plan 2030 spotlighted in Budget 2021 and moves to cut carbon emissions being talked about and all. Does Fidelity's annual Global Analyst Survey 2021 have any top-line ESG findings that can help us get a handle on the outlook for ESG? Yes, definitely. As you know, we have this annual analyst survey in Fidelity. This is already the 11th year we've been running this survey. Globally, with a total of 144 fundamental analysts involved and based on more than 15,000 company interaction. So the results plays a very vivid big picture of the overall reality. In this year's survey, it is very interesting that for the first time, we see more than 50% of our analysts reporting that now companies regularly discuss ESG sustainability issues with us. And this trend is consistent across regions with huge improvement we've seen in China in particular. There's always the perception that Asia is very far behind Europe in sustainability awareness. But our survey shows that it is true Asia is behind, but not that far behind. Another positive surprise from the survey results is about net zero. First of all, let us be clear about what net zero means. It means greenhouse gas that we release into the atmosphere is offset by the greenhouse gas that we remove from it. So our analysts expect that 25% of the company globally would achieve net zero by 2030. If they break this down into regions, then 30% in Europe, 23% in Asia and China, we expect that in the coming years, these figures will continue to revise upwards due to reasons like supported government regulations and active company initiative. So these are good news from the survey. Okay, so a lot of things there. We've got global interest in ESG and a lot more interest as in terms of growth of interest in China. And so the interest in ESG is global. Asia doesn't seem to lag the rest of the world in terms of interest in ESG investment. And you mentioned net zero carbon emissions. But what does net zero carbon emissions actually mean for investors? These are good questions. Let me put it this way. As the investor, we want to see company continues to evolve and progress. We like to invest in companies that can continue to build shareholder value. We believe that those companies that take care of their stakeholders, such as employees, suppliers, clients in the short term, will also create value in the long term for shareholders. And this is good news for long-term investors like Fidelity. 
we are not alone. We've seen significant consciousness in consumer and society on these ESG issues. For example, in 2019, our airlines analysts picked up this phenomenon called flight streaming. In Sweden, there was a 3.4% year-over-year decline in passenger travel. He attributed this to a general pushback to people taking long-haul travel and taking exotic holidays. Because people are now very conscious of the carbon emission from flying. So I think the reason why listeners and investors should pay attention to net zero is because climate change is global and effective solutions requires collaboration at global scale. Everyone is responsible for where we are today. And everyone has a part to play in driving real and positive impact. For us, as sustainable investors, we need to contribute. And the best tool for us to tackle climate risk is through fundamental bottom-up research. Find companies that care about it and engage with them to help them with their transition. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Victoria Mio, Director for Asian Equities at Fidelity International, about the outlook for ESG investing. This episode is brought to you by Fidelity International. Now, before the break, Victoria, we were, we were talking about what net zero company emissions means for investors and what an ESG focus in general. What does that mean for investors? And I think you brought up the point essentially that an environmentally conscious business, a socially conscious business, a company or business with good governance does equate to a good business that investors can hope will grow. And that's what people want. They want a business that will grow and keep with the times. But I was wondering, you know, how will targets like these net zero carbon emissions targets affect different industries and markets in the near and long term? Will some industries get impacted earlier or heavier than others? And what should investors pay attention to in terms of these different timetables? Yes, definitely. When we look at it sector by sector, the results are quite mixed. For example, in the energy sector, only 2% of the companies are estimated to reach carbon neutrality by 2030. Energy sector is the largest contributor to greenhouse gas, so needs some urgency here. But the other sectors, such as utilities and telecoms, around 20 to 30% of these companies will reach carbon neutrality by 2030. And we see more progress here with energy transitions. It is boring capital investment with money flowing from green bonds or equity fundraising. So the changes are very different. And based on our survey, we expect 25% of the companies that we cover will achieve carbon neutrality by 2030, 40% by 2040, and 66% by 2050. So this is very encouraging. Among this, Europe will lead the way with 30% of the company by 2030, Asia Pacific about 25, and this is catching up fast. However, this is not enough. We need much closer to 100%. We do expect that these estimates to be revised upwards 
as many companies set more ambitious targets on carbon neutrality. Of course, there's also obstacles. Disclosure is lacking at this point. Companies may not have the information themselves. Not all the companies has the reporting frameworks. They have to set up system in a certain way to obtain information like carbon emission. So as an investor, we have a role to play. We need to tell the companies that this disclosure is important and work out information is important for us to make our decision. So currently, in some jurisdiction, disclosure is already mandatory, but some it is not. The good news is it is changing as regulation tend to drive disclosures. Okay, so investors need to demand disclosure because you need that disclosure as an investor to make a decision on whether or not this business meets ESG criteria, pretty much. But you know, we've been talking so much about carbon emissions, carbon footprint, because you you mentioned uh, flying, having a high carbon footprint earlier. But your survey also seems to suggest that social issues will continue to matter. Do you see more emphasis on social issues versus you know environmental and governance in ESG? Yeah, it is interesting that in the 2021 annual survey, the results shows that the corporate focus is shifting back to the pandemic priority of growth, shareholder returns, and mergers and acquisition, while the social factors are sliding down the corporate agenda. This may be understandable for the time being, as companies now need to get back on its food. And then ESG strategy are also strongly influenced by the changes in government policy, investor behavior, as well as the current discourse in the society. But at the same time, our view is that COVID has fundamentally reshaped the landscape. Environmental factors are likely to take center stage again amongst the ESG consideration as the COVID-19 crisis recedes. And social issue may matter gradually, not at least as climate-driven risks start to have a bigger impact on the population, labor, social device. So we think that all these things will endure long past the pandemic. Okay, so basically, even though as companies try and dig down and get into recovery mode, the environmental and governance might take center stage. Actually, at the end of the day, all three factors are very much interconnected, the E and the S and the G. And companies who want to progress on the overall ES strategy will need to pay attention to all fronts. Investors, therefore, need to pay attention to all these areas as well, the E, the S, and the G. Is that right, Victoria? Yes, totally right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Victoria. Thank you, Chris. We've been telling you about the outlook for ESG investing with my guest, Victoria Mio. Director for Asian Equities at Fidelity International. This episode was brought to you by Fidelity International. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by Business Times. Don't forget to subscribe to BT Money Hacks on your favorite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. That was an SBH podcast by the Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.
Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.